There are times in life when we can feel all alone. We can feel as though the whole big world is before us and we are absolutely unsupported. Do you feel that way right now? Do you feel that way sometimes? What thoughts go through your mind when those feelings descend on you or surround you? Does it feel as though you have no control over what is to come in your life? And does that sometimes cause you to feel so overwhelmed because you no longer have any ideas or any ability to take structured steps to move yourself from feeling so isolated, so abandoned, so fearful that's what I'd like to talk about in today's episode hello welcome to today's podcast my name is Marsha Nathai Balkisun and I'm a coach who helps swamped professionals to love their life more and banish overwhelm by opening up our ability to deal with the heavy side of life, we open up ourselves to more joy and more possibility. You can join my group on Facebook or you can just reach out to me at marsha at marshanb.com to get more support if you enjoy the work we've done so far on this podcast. When we feel like we are alone and pushing against big hurdles and blockages and challenges in our life, that can be really hard to deal with. It's scary to not feel like we have support from others. It's scary because the more we are isolated, the harder it becomes for us to open up and share, to reach out to somebody else and ask for support or help, to tell people how hurt or scared or worried we are, and even to ask for guidance. But there are big growth elements that also come out of us standing alone in a trying time. If we get through that time, we are able to look back and see how far we've come. So here's an exercise that I'd like you to try. Remember back to a time when you felt 
alone against a big challenge or obstacle and you really did not know what to do or how to handle it. And as you look back on that time, reflect on how you feel now recognizing that you've gotten over that. What do you realize changed? How did you grow as you came through or came over that hurdle? There may be things coming up for you as you reflect on how far you came in your particular experience and story? Have you developed more resilience? Have you actually developed certain skills that have prepared you so that the next time a similar circumstance comes up, you won't feel like you're floundering so much? You will actually say, ah, been there and done that. I actually have some tools in my toolkit now to help me to tackle this much more effectively and confidently. When you look back as well, you may realize that you now have the ability to help others through this kind of issue. So you would be more confident. You'd definitely be feeling happier about yourself you'd be realizing that you have the wherewithal, the resilience to stand up in really trying times and circumstances. And so the next time such difficult times come around, you'd be ready to face it with more aplomb. And of course, your experience places you in a strong position to guide others, to encourage others. To be empathetic enough to not let somebody else feel so alone because you know how it felt when you yourself were alone. Now, I'm not saying that being alone is something that we want to be our default situation because the human condition is one where we are meant to have connection with others, where we long for connection with one another. We long to support others and we long to be understood and valued and loved. So these periods of aloneness should not be the state in which we live our lives. We definitely, if we feel that that is what is happening and that far too often, most of the time or all of the time, we are alone and have nobody to speak with, to connect with, to trust, to share with, that's a big concern. And we are going to have to shift that. So what can you do if you find yourself alone and you don't want to be? What can you do if you are alone, and it may not have started by your choice, but you might have been hurt so many times 
or you may feel so exposed in being vulnerable that you choose to protect yourself by being alone. How do we shift out of that kind of aloneness? Whether we feel it's foisted on us or whether we feel we are protecting ourselves by isolating ourselves. That's something really important that I do want to talk about. So a little piece of my story is that after my daughter became brain injured, we found ourselves being isolated. And that, I believe, came about because she was so physically hurt uh, that people were afraid to approach us. People, therefore, just stopped calling and stopped visiting. And so we returned with our daughter in a semi-comatose state and had almost no phone calls or visits for years. Even our closest family members gave us wide birth. And that isolation really took a toll on all of us in my household, on my husband, on myself, and on our son. It really feels as if in such a situation, you have been abandoned by those that you wished would be there for you in your lowest points. And you wonder, am I totally unlovable? Was I perhaps never loved? Were these people pretending all along? What have I done to deserve this sort of exclusion or ousting from the people that I value and that I thought valued me. And on the heels of the pain and the sadness also comes anger. How could these people be so uncaring? Comes self-doubt comes self-flagellation. I beat myself up because what's wrong with me that these people don't care for me? There are so many emotions and they are negative emotions that come in a flurry and are sparked by that feeling of being alone, abandoned, isolated. Sometimes... Our lives bring challenges to us or bring treatment by someone or by a group of people that really tears into us and makes us feel that it's almost impossible to trust others anymore and we don't want to risk our heart. We don't want to make ourselves vulnerable for somebody to tear us apart again. And so after some point when we get hurt enough times or badly enough, 
we make up our mind, well, I'm going to stop extending myself anymore. I'm going to lock my heart away and perhaps lock myself away. I prefer to live in an emotional middle ground that may be characterized by some numbness of feeling, but I prefer to be in this very narrow emotional range rather than risking the great big lows that feel like they're going to break me and I'll never be able to emerge. Maybe that also hits home with you. I know that for me, that is something that I went through. I wanted to inure myself to getting back into a trusting relationship with people who I felt had hurt me. And I felt that avoiding getting into deep relationships was the only way to keep myself safe after such pain. And it took many, many years to come to the point of realizing that for me, and I can't make a decision for you, but I can share what I know is true from my experience and from speaking to so many others who have said, yes, this also resonates with them. I realized that living in that narrow emotional space, hardly any range of highs and lows, I was robbing myself of a full life. Was it easy to step out of that? Definitely not. And in my case, I couldn't find too many physical people to reconnect with because people have to risk their own emotions to get in connection with somebody who has a very imperfect situation in their personal life, like having a brain-injured, bedridden daughter, which is our case. And um, so a lot of physical friends and family have decided, no, we are going to stay away for our own well-being and comfort. And that's fine. Every one of us has to make our own choice. But for me, it wasn't fine to remain feeling like an outcast. And so I found a way to build my connections and my relationships with people who were willing to build those with me. So how can we build a connection when the people we might automatically have had connection with have faded away or somehow our connections have been broken? Well, one of the ways that we can do that is by building a relationship with people online. Online relationships can be risky and I'm not talking about online dating. I'm talking about friendships. We absolutely need a community that we can trust, that we can lean on, that we can grow with, that we can support as well. 
So it's not only take, take, take. We don't only want to take. We also want to give and support. And that is a healthy relationship. So I found that my own relationships started to grow online when I decided that I wanted to increase my skills in certain areas. And the skills I was trying to build were more emotional skills because of all that I had been dealing with. So I got into little programs that I purchased and I got active in communities online, sharing about lessons, sharing about my reflections. And that helped me to find like-minded people. It helped me to find people who were open about their own challenges, who were supportive and chiming in on the things I shared, and I would chime in on the things they shared. And naturally, there was no push, there was no pressure. Naturally, over time, friendships sparked with some of these people. And we started to have private discussions, discussions beyond the community online, where we got to know about individuals, where we got to see that although we came from different religious backgrounds or work backgrounds or national backgrounds, there were so many similarities that connected us. And we also saw that some of our differences, our different cultures, our different experiences, our different dreams and aims and skills, they made us more interested to learn more about one another. Because that's exciting to learn more about people. And where we differ was also something that connected us. So that's one way to take the pressure off yourself and just start making some friends in a very gentle, casual way because you don't have to extend yourself too much as you talk about, well, you are from Europe. Um, what's it like to live in Europe, to travel in Europe, that sort of thing? And somebody else is across the Atlantic in another country. What's it like for them to travel? To What's the culture like? What's the food like in different countries or on different sides of the world? So you don't even have to feel like you are so exposed and telling things about your family and telling things about yourself in the early days. You can get to know people. By sharing, you know, innocuous details about your life to start. But as friendships grow, trust grows. And at some point, you'll be able to deepen friendships. And although you've never met somebody in person, you may find some true golden relationships. And those would be lasting friendships that see you through hard times and celebrate good times with you. Another way for you to build connection can be to use your talents, your experience, your skills 
to give value to others. So for example, if you are limited or feel safer doing online um, services, you can run a Zoom call teaching people how to do something that you know how to do. You can open up a Facebook group or you can start a page on some social media and in there you can actually share some of your knowledge, some of your experience. And people who need your light are going to find their way to you. That is another way to build connection through the service that you give. You can, of course, also give service in traditional ways by running a free workshop for your community, physically, by doing seminars. And these things can be paid or they can be free. But you definitely can get up and get about in your physical community as well as online and spark real strong connection, relationships, friendships with like-minded people by you being the giver of some value. The last one that I want to share is perhaps the hardest one. And this is sitting in your aloneness in a time when you are facing your big challenge. The fact is you don't have enough time to build relationships and so on to help you get through the challenge. So you are in a stuck place and the only resource you have is yourself. That's a hard place to be. But it's also an opportunity. And I want to help you to see your way through whatever it is you're facing right now. So, the last chance that we have here to build connection relates to building connection or relationship with ourselves. Taking stock of what we are facing, taking stock of what skills or innate abilities or ideas are coming up for us. So also letting ourselves tap into our intuition. Going out and upskilling ourselves. And this could be in very quick ways. Or if you have time, it can be in longer ways like doing a course or something. So much of what you need to get through your challenge is already inherently yours. It's already in you. So spend a little time just doing self-reflection, just connecting to the deep knowing of yourself, just getting to know yourself again and saying to yourself, As much as this hurts right now, as much as you are scared or anxious right now, as much as a deep sadness is knocking on your door, what are you able to do to support yourself today? What structured approach can you use today? What two or three goals can you focus on? or tasks can you focus on getting done today? Don't set yourself a list of 10 things to do today. 
if that's going to overwhelm you and if it's going to end up being something that you beat yourself with. Well, you were supposed to do 10 things and you only did two. What a failure you are. If you tend to do that to yourself, set fewer goals for yourself for today. Set two, set three. See yourself succeeding in it. Celebrate that with yourself. By the end of the week, let's say five days in a row, you do three things. You would have achieved 15 things by the end of the week. You'll feel pretty good about yourself. And as your pride in yourself grows, your confidence in yourself grows, you are going to feel your whole attitude and outlook and emotional state jump up. And that's what you want to do. Happier people are more motivated. Happier people are more willing to take risks. Happier people very rarely feel like if they're alone because they have so much driving them. And their confidence is also going to be up. So it's going to attract so many good things to you. You are actually going to be feeling as if life is good all the time. So that's a big shift as well. Just learning that even in your challenging time, you already are enough. You already are outfitted with so much that is exactly what you need to face what you're facing right now. And that you can tackle it in little steps, step by step by step, instead of expecting yourself to do everything all at once and perfectly. And finally, remember that whatever you do does not have to be perfect. You just have to do your best and learn from that so that you can continue to improve over time. I hope that today's episode has given you some good value and that you feel supported by at least a few of the things that I've shared in today's episode. Feel free to reach out to me. And if there are parts of today's discussion that really appeal to you, or if there are parts that you feel I left out of this discussion and you'd love to add them in, leave me a voice message and I can share your contribution in an upcoming episode. Bye-bye.